Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Everybody, second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location, digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Bob Stoffer with you at Rogers Place. We've already heard today from Elliot Friedman and Reed Wilkins, uh, Elliot from NHL Hockey and Rogers, uh, for our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino. Uh, reminder, uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Before we bring in Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta to the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Bob, Mark Giordano, this comes to us from the Saskatchewan Sage. Mark Giordano is Britney Spears Dirty. Oops. What is that? I did it again. That's not bad. That's a pretty good one. You can reach us on Twitter at Oilers Now. Reach me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and reach Brendan at Brendan Escott. Hey, Brendan, good job, man. You rewrote the uh, liner for our friends down at Brent Ridge Ford. Long you, overdue. You already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, so make sure you go down and see Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford with their small-town feel and atmosphere. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Give Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin a call at one 477 3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We bring aboard for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in Alberta's horse racing industry. Mark Spector. Speck, we had it all the other night against Calgary. we got the Flames coming up tomorrow night. Oh, wait. Yep. The Stanley Cup champs are here tonight. And it, no, it's not a trap it's game. It's a trap game, Bob. It, it is not a trap game. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? The Stanley about? Cup champs are coming in. It's a trap game. Don't it, look past them. I wanted you to ask Tippett today. So about that Calgary game tomorrow, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I was busy interviewing Sherry Basson, so I was uh, there for a tip. nice long chat with Sherry Yes, Bassett interesting guys in town, and we will get to that conversation. We'll, have, we'll have Connor McDavid talking about the impact that Sherry had in his life, yeah. uh, and then we'll get Sherry on. Uh, Sherry and Connor, uh, along with Ryan O'Reilly, are hosting one of the families from Humboldt here, and so pretty yeah. interesting story there. I got a, sorry to interrupt, I got a very rare window into the Connor McDavid world yesterday that I will admit we don't usually get. Which is? I was watching, I was standing there talking to Sherry Basson, and I don't know what his situation was. I think he just had a headache, and he wanted, like, a Tylenol or something like that. And Connor said, I'll take care of you. And he, he went in, and then he came back out of the dressing room, and he said, okay. And Sherry Basson's an old cat, right? He's, like, 80-something. Sure. 82 or something. Yep. Connor's a young guy. Yeah. And Connor was taking care of Sherry Basson like he was his grandpa. You yeah. know? He, he had a little envelope. He said, there's a couple of whatever's in here, and here's some water. And he made sure, he said, watch that envelope's open, and he closed it up for I just thought, you know what? He looked like a kid would be around his grandfather. And I thought, hmm, I like that. Good stuff. Like, if that was my kid, 
I would say that's how you treat your grandfather. So the first time I met Sherry, I'd, I'd already <laughs> had him on the show a couple times, as you know, uh, Speck, and it was not then the Oilers Entertainment Group. It was known as Rexall Sports. Loaned Sherry some money when Erie had some financial troubles, right when Connor yeah, first yeah. accepted going into Erie and when Chris Knobloch co- conveniently ended up coaching yeah. Erie's team. And so we had him on the show a couple times, and then I went into Erie in about, uh, well, it would have been Connor's uh, draft year, 14-15. To be honest with you, it was as much to see Dylan Strom as it was to see Connor McDavid. So I go in, and Chris Knobloch goes, hey, uh, Sherry, this is Bob from, uh, he works for the Oilers. He didn't say, you know, radio guy or anything. Yep. And he goes... <laughs> Are you here to collect the money? <laughs> yeah, right. I think you thought I was a, you know, a debt collector. A, a debt collector, and I, you know, I, I had a relative. Big that pussy. I, uh, I had a relative that did that, <laughs> except he was six foot four, and uh, played football at Ricks College. Do you know what Ricks is? No. Ricks is the uh, so that's sort of where the 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 Mormon kids go that. They can't get in at BYU right away, so they used to go play at Rick's. And oh, okay. then they'd end up going to BYU. Oh, okay. So this guy actually, this guy worked for a guy who later owned an NFL team. So you can figure out who I'm talking about, which, which uh, who he worked for. So, Bolin and Matoni back in the day. We're so about that geo hit. Yeah, the, uh, the geo hit. The, the text again from the Saskatchewan Sage, Giordano, is Britney Spears dirty? Oops, I did it again. Hmm. Uh, I would say some might say he's sneaky dirty. Others might say, no, he just plays right to limit. Elliot Friedman completely killed it, said not a chance he's a dirty player. And others, you know, fans in Calgary, so you guys in Edmonton got to stop over. Like, yep. I don't think he meant to hurt McDavid last year. Just for the record, Mark, no. I don't think Brandon Manning meant to hurt McDavid back. In, Brandon Manning's not a good enough player well, to have been able to. not even a play. The right. boards hurt Connor McDavid, right. and the post hurt Connor right. McDavid. Jerry right. Dano didn't hurt Connor. Should he have been penal- Should he have been penalized for that call the other night? There's probably a two-minute interference call, but I'll say this: Did you see who was it that McDavid whacked right at the end of that play uh. with a healthy slash? Yeah. I think that it was. How about the slash, been Brody? How about the slash? Kachuk got away with overtime on Drysdale. Exact same play. The point is, if you call the interference, you're probably calling that slash too. Well, if you call the interference, he doesn't slash him, Mark, because he realizes he's actually. Gonna, do you think he's getting a little bit exasperated here at times? I don't we know. saw some exp- uh, he, frustration from him. It's like Dave Tibbet said. It's very, it was a very emotional game. That's the most emotional we've seen Conor McDavid breaking his stick. Okay. Uh, high, emotions are high. You know, emotions are high. And I don't know whether he was breaking the stick because he was mad at Giordano for for clipping his knee or if he was mad at the ref for not giving him. I frankly thought it should have been an interference call. The puck was well passed and McDavid was beating Giordano. That to me, the, the ref missed one there. That should have been a two-minute penalty, but that has nothing to do with some malicious intent. Uh, uh, just a tweet right out now from Eric Francis uh, quoting GM Brad Trilliving. Any talk of malicious intent on the Geo hit is complete garbage, according to Trilliving. Now that's Geo's boss, so I get that. Uh, you know, I'd say this, Bob. Giordano spent a career now in Calgary playing against the top line on the other team 82 nights He's a year. He's a hell of a player. 82 nights a year, he gets the best opponent. He's a very good player. So the point is, you're going to have run-ins with lots of great players when you play. all you do is play against them, right? When all you do is play against the best players, you're going to have run-ins with the best players. So you're going to have Cam Fowler getting blown up. I believe he got suspended for the Fowler hit, by the way. Uh, Miko Koivu, Sebastian Ajo, um, the McDavid. What did he do to Sebastian Ajo? I can't even remember, but yeah, I know. I don't it. remember that one. You don't remember this? About, well, well, what if I could pull it up for you? Uh, sure. Because, you know, I, I tend to be. A, so so the here's con- a, neither the Conor, Mc, the, the Conor McDavid into the goalpost. 
Giordano hit him, he slid, you know, yep. 15 feet and hit the goalpost. How are we blaming Giordano for that? He's not even allowed to, no one's allowed to knock Connor McDavid over? My goodness me, come on, get a thicker skin. This text comes in from Cactus Jack. Hey, Spec, if Bob and Eric are Bret Hart and the Cuban assassin, you choose who's who, does that make you Ed Whalen or J.R. Foley? Oh, I'm Ed Whalen all day. Are you? All day, yeah. I actually thought uh, J.R. Big Ed Whalen fan. I actually think J.R. Foley uh, might have... You know, yeah. I mean, he kind of had some style and some panache. But well, yeah, he took what Ed... Like, he was a second-generation Ed Whalen. You know, Ed... Ed wrote the template and Foley took her from there. But <laughs> in the meantime and in between time, Bob. Yeah. It's a ring a ding dong dandy right there. You know who was like, <laughs> I, I know it didn't end well for Dynamite Kid, but he was a pretty special athlete back in the day. I had one of my moments of uh, my brush with greatness spec in Calgary about four years ago. Uh, the first year, as the first road trip, Keith Gretzky was with the team and uh, Chris Jericho was, yep. at the, was at the keg when we were at the keg. Yep. And Jack's like, oh, don't go over there. You don't go over there. And, I, and so I circled over there. So and you I go over there. Just, just, just hear the story out, right? So I go over there and I go, he was by himself. And I go, you wouldn't happen to be the son of former New York Ranger Ted Irvine, would you? And he goes, he goes, congratulations. That's the best yet. Absolutely. <laughs> Sit out. And I, so I talked to him for about five minutes. And then mm-hmm. I go, remember do you ever tell you about the time? Do you ever see the video of your dad fighting Larry Robinson? He goes, yeah, that didn't go too well Many for times, him. He yeah. goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I He goes, I can count the number of times in my hand, though, somebody's actually come up. And he goes, it's always been a Canada. So, anyways, remember how Jack said, don't do that? So, yeah. later that night, I go back to the hotel room, and those guys stayed a little bit longer. And I get a text back, and there's a photo of the guys with Chris Jericho. Oh, sure. You know, because yeah, it's, it's Chris Jericho. That guy had, with all due respect to Stampede Wrestling, he far outweighed them. All right, so Spec, yes. back to the squeaky wheel, getting the oil or something like that. Um, has Connor got the right tact here? Well, I personally, as a hockey guy, I like the tact where he doesn't complain and moan and cry. And I like he that. should have other guys doing it for him. The well, manager. he needs his managers and those sure. people to defend him, but Dave Tippett didn't either. Dave Tippett told us uh, on and off the record that he looked at that hit several times yeah. on video and didn't mind it. And once you see it in, up close, he says it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So you got to take your fan glasses off, some, not you, but people out yeah. there, and look at the hits over and over. I, I don't, for the record, yeah. I don't think, I think Giordano's a highly competitive player that plays right to the edge and he plays against other teams' best players yeah. and sometimes there's collateral damage on the ice when that happens. Sure. You know, it's not like the Oilers haven't landed some shots on him. I showed you one here during the break. Like Milan Lucic in Calgary last year crushed him with an open clean hit. Yeah, it's not like the Oilers didn't employ Brian Marchment for how many seasons? How about Craig Muni? How about Craig Muni? And and this shows you how things have changed. Lethal knee hunters out there. Lethal knee hunters in those two guys. Remember Rafi Torres in the 2006? Remember that hit? That hit in Game Two against San Jose against Mahal. That changed the series. And we were like, that's oh, just a great hit. That's a yeah, tough well, play. It was a great Se- hit back then. Seven years later, it was outlawed out of the league. Yeah, it's not a great hit anymore. So, you know what? you got to suck it up. Some- sometimes you hit them. Sometimes they hit you. I'm going to ask you a tough question when we come back about the nature of hockey culture and whether or not it needs to change. Mark Spector for the horses and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry when we return in orders now. 
Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Guests and Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown Northside, Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. We'll do the Oilers Now injury report in the final half hour of the show for our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Uh, we had uh, on Wednesday's spec, we had Trent Brown on talking about his greatest Battle of Alberta moment, and he's uh, brought up the 1993 Western Final. I don't know if you worked that one. Uh, I think I would have, yep. And he goes, Forget so what happened we, we get out while well, the Eskimos won in Calgary, and Calgary was hosting the Grey Cup, and he goes, we're, oh, out, yeah. we're out there for the warm-up, and Doug Flutie has got gloves on. And the boys just looked at each other, and he goes, it was about minus 30, and we're thinking to ourselves, this is Eskimo weather. We got these guys right now. <laughs> so it uh, made me chuckle when Trent had told that story. All right, so here we go. Look, we got a lot of – I'm always flattered by when we get texts from people that are in our business as uh, broadcasters and, uh, you know – when we get uh, texts from players, I, I, had a, I had a couple. I had a couple texts from players the other night that saw the uh, play of McDavid. They didn't like it, but they were with teams. Well, one of them uh, played with Cam Fowler in Anaheim. Uh, and anyhow, long story short, and it's not who people think. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and we and you know we've got scouts that listen, and, and oh, yeah. you know the the old school scouts would tell you, you know McDavid, you know what are you talking about McDavid? Look at what Bobby War or went through. But that's, you know what? <laughs> yeah. That's my point in this. Yes, you're right. Look at what Bobby Orr. We got robbed, Bobby Orr. We got robbed the career of Bobby Orr yep. because of the knee injuries. And were some of those knee injuries a result of cheap plays? Well, I can't. You know what? Uh, that's before my time. His injuries were before my time. Right. He was my favorite the, player as a little kid, but the, I can't tell the, you. The surgeries at that time, the, the though. Sur- the, that's were, what Teddy Green would have told you. Rest his soul. Uh, that the biggest problem there was the surgeon didn't know what the heck he was doing. Right. Right. He butchered Bobby's knee up like crazy. But anyway, it would, listen. It, it, I mean, the, like, they were the big bad Bruins, and they, it was a they tough were tough game back they, then, man. They, they it was right. tougher, tougher, meaner, bench clearing balls, stick swinging, bench clearing ball. It's not like that now. Uh, the, Connor McDavid's biggest, you know, the the most dangerous thing for Connor McDavid is his own speed. Well, and was right. that a, was that an effect for Bobby at times? Well, maybe. You know, sure, because he was he was faster than everyone else back then. The way McDavid is faster than everyone else right now. You know, right? I'll, I'll show you another illustration of this. Different type of player, like Eric Lindros, is about as polarizing of a figure as yeah. a former NHL player as you'll come across. And there are Hall of Fame. He's his own worst enemy. There's Hall of Fame Edmonton Oilers players that think he's overrated, and there's Hall of Fame yeah. Edmonton Oilers players that think he was an unbelievable player. Yeah. I tend to think he was an unbelievable player. We didn't understand concussions back then the way we do today. Sure. You know, and both Eric, him and his brothers' careers ended on concussions. Right. Right. And and they were, you know, they were expected. Now, some guys would say, well, Eric skated with his head down. And that's well, why. He, skated, he learned to play the game skating through everybody. But was he targeted because he was a star? He was targeted because he had the puck all the time. Yeah. Well, right. so here's the question mark. <laughs> that's why Carnaby Davis targeted, because he's got the puck and he's beating you all the time. Does hockey as a sport do enough to protect their stars? Eh, I don't have a problem with what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. I mean, we all complain about they should have had a two-minute penalty here. They should have had a two-minute penalty there. But Connor McDavid, if you take, like, again, the, look at the plays he's been hurt on. He's And I think we've watched him change his game here. He goes hell-bent for that post 
you know, and he beats a guy wide and he's going faster than anyone in the game and any little bit of incidental contact and something bad happened. It happened with Brandon Manning. They all went in the boards together. It happened with Giordano. He slid into a post. Uh, I think that, you know, half of the issue to me is that Connor McDavid is going so fast that when something bad happens, no one's got any control anymore. So he needs to... Change his game? Well, pick his spots, I guess. Pick his spots. Like, hey... We can argue all we want whether Giordano's at fault for blowing out Connor McDavid's knee. The I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no, think no, no. I don't think there's any argument. I don't think any, I don't think he is. I don't think there's any rational Edmontonian that sits there and says, "Yeah, he meant to do that last April." Right. So what does he get for that? Does he get a two-minute penalty? Does he get a five-minute penalty? Who cares? Connor McDavid almost never played again. Right? It's like it's like walking out into the street in front of a car and getting hit and going, "Well, it's a driver's fault." Yeah, but you're the guy that's just got hit by a car. So you <laughs> so got to maybe stay off the street. You got to play down <laughs> everybody else's level. That's what you He you're doesn't saying. have to do that. He has to protect his body. Yeah. Right? He can't he, he, Connor McDavid can Tell go, you, if a guy sticks a knee out on me and I'm that good, he should be mad. I'm, he he was PO'd I, and I, he should be. I might lean back in with a stick and give him the coho right across. Go for it. Knock right. his chiclets out. Do what you got to do. But in the end, it's Connor McDavid that if he, if I'm knocking wood as I say this, if he has another injury as severe as he had last year, is going to miss a whole season. Mark, so, 60, uh, according to Wood Guy, uh, in penalty differential per 60 minutes played, Connor McDavid 57th in the NHL. Per minutes played. Yeah, per okay. minutes played. And he's got the puck a he's lot. He's got it a lot. So, But I think we're having two different conversations. Like, if you're asking me, should they call more minor penalties on plays against Connor McDavid, I think they should. Okay, then we're done. Then we're. I fu- think then there I'm should fi- be if you're more minor penalties. I see lots of minor penalties. But if you're asking me, you know, do we need to change the game so Connor McDavid never gets hurt again? No. Connor McDavid needs to make sure he doesn't get hurt again. Can you stay an extra 10 minutes? Or do you need yeah. to get? Or do you? I got ten minutes. You for got sure. ten minutes. Yep. Here's what we're gonna do. Specs gonna hang out to 140. At 145, we'll hear a quick one-minute clip with Connor McDavid, and then Sherry Basson, as Brendan Escott, will guide you home from that point. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.